When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. We are your destination for wrestling, MMA, boxing news, whatever it may be. We got it there for you. And we've got WrestleMania 36, night one. A very unique circumstance that we have here. But it is a, is a circumstance nonetheless. And I got to say, I am very excited to talk about this show. I am very excited that we have the opportunity to cover the show. I want to say, first off, I don't think that a lot of these people should have been put in the position they are, but I'm very grateful that they they made that risk and and we were able to be entertained by WrestleMania. Let me go ahead and get the intros uh, to my, ah, I guess it'd be your right if you're looking at the screen, Mr. Warren Hayes. He is on the post-Smackdown show and the Wednesday Night War show. You can check him out at youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. To my left, Alex Pawlowski. Former associate editor at Fightful.com, now hosts Sour Graps and is on the Wednesday Night War podcast as well. Uh, Alex, you, you got seniority here. Your your first words about WrestleMania 36, night one. You know how they always say, can they just build the whole plane out of the black box? Can they just build the whole WrestleMania out of the Boneyard match? That's what I want. I want I want just Boneyard <laughs> match for three hours tomorrow. Just Just... Just keep keep it going. Let's do this. More, I, more Metallica I, in my in my WrestleMania matches. Reminder, guys, if you want to help us out, leave a thumbs up. If you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful, subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. We are one of the leaders in breaking wrestling news in the world. We have post-show podcasts. We cover virtually every show on cable if you include our premium service that I'll tell you about a little bit later on. But uh, we've got Mr. Warren Hayes here as well. And you know what? He or Alex or myself will answer your question or read your statement on the air if you donate a Super Chat live at YouTube.com slash Fightful. So go ahead and do that. Help us out a little bit. Warren, how do you how do you feel right now? Well, um, yeah, I'm also going to start off with an analogy, sort of like Alex did. Um, when I was much more of a comic book reader, I was really into those what-if comic books. And I yeah. feel that's kind of what we live tonight. What if we had an entire wrestling card, a big one, that happened in front of no one? How would that turn out? And it was an experience. I really think it's something ultimately we had to go through to get a better understanding of where, if this were ever to happen again, what should happen next? I mean, there's a lot of possibilities opening up. We're going to get in into the the nitty gritty but as a uh, as a as an experiment this was 
fascinating. It, it was. I, I'll take the super chat from Hannah Moore as a pretty good example. The Taker Styles match proved that they can do creative, fun, different things. That was so much more than I expected, and I loved it. So a few weeks ago, if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, that is our premium service. It's the most direct way to support us. We post exclusive news there almost every day. You got Alex reviewing Raw and SmackDown there. I'm doing exclusive news uh, podcasts there, Q&As. I said that one of my WWE sources had told me right after WrestleMania got moved to the Performance Center that they were doing something outside the box and cool. And I was like, well, is it cool to Vince McMahon or is it just cool in general? I think we got the answer that it's cool in general. Because this leads me to a level of excitement for tomorrow night as well. Because you got Bray Wyatt and legitimate actor John Cena in a Firefly Funhouse match where this might be that way too. But make no mistake, there's no reason they should not have been doing this three years ago when Matt Hardy was there too. Uh, Throwback 27... (laughs) I see your super chats, and we will get to them as each match happens, but another highlight of this show to me, which we'll tackle, he says, Braun winning has to set up two matches. The Fiend or Roman is their opponent. Wait till I tell you how I took in the Braun Strowman-Goldberg match. I, I am very excited about that. Reminder, when you donate your super chat, we will get to them as we approach that segment. Sean Murray says it took a pandemic to make them get creative. In this aspect, yes, but also, if this were in front of a crowd, Warren, I don't think they could have done The Undertaker styles like that because they have to please 70,000 people. Well, remember when they tried to do that with the House of Horrors match because that was that was essentially it. There was a part that happened in the, uh, in, in, in the house, uh, effectively, and then they brought it back into the arena, which is necessary. You don't want to have paid... A WrestleMania ticket to sit in the audience and watch and watch a movie. Essentially, that's not what you're there for. Yeah. Of course, they bring it back into the ring, and we all remember how that went down. Uh, not necessarily the best outcome. DJ Cass was not sold in this WrestleMania. He sends a super chat and says, "Let me go ahead and get this out of the way. I thought tonight's show was fine, but I don't ever need to see WrestleMania look like this ever again." If you mean by no fans, sure, that's not ideal. Nobody ever wants that. But I really really enjoyed tonight's show. And not just that, Alex, but how many marathon WrestleManias have you and I covered? I oh. think three uh, three of them have been marathons. And I was excited for tonight and stayed excited until we went on the air. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'll always take uh, a tight, what, three and a quarter hours, three hours of WrestleMania like that moving on like th- this th- the thing to me is like this is what a 3 hour raw should be like yeah. this should be it should be this entertaining 3 hours fill it with stuff as opposed to 3 hours of mostly crap this is but this was this was fine there were a lot of things in 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 tonight's show that i thought were just like odd choices uh l- lazy booking or whatever but i would absolutely take tonight and what I assume will be tomorrow night split into two as opposed to an eight and a half hour strava extravaganza. Like I don't, I don't need to, I can't imagine sitting through one of those again. Yeah, I, I completely get you there. Tim Traver talking about what WWE should do for some of their upcoming shows. He says they just should. So show some of their old matches from the nineties. I mean, they're, they're already showing them from the two thousands. So mm-hmm. I don't think we're that far off. 
from that at all. Maddie B. Rasslin said, today was supposed to be the baby shower of my first newborn. Congratulations. He said, uh, the show was uh, made me forget how depressed I was for a few hours. Thank you, WWE and you guys. Hopefully we get it back to normal soon. Um, <clears throat> Anakin says, still wish we had TakeOver, but this was a good sub. I thought so too, and I think that it, having a top-level NXT match on every Wednesday for a while is also... Mm. A pretty good sub, but let's yeah. go ahead and get into the show because we got to talk about the matches at some point. Keep sending those super chats. When we get to the segment that you talk about, we will talk about those. Corey Graves and Rosenberger on the pre-show. The highlight of this pre-show was the Miz and Morrison rap video in which Corey Graves said he loved. And when Rosenberg doubted him, Graves said to Peter Rosenberg, who is a host on Hot 97, what do you know about hip-hop music, Rosenberg? Mm. Other than that, I I love the amalgamation of the America the Beautiful performances. Yeah. Uh, Chris Warren Band, conspicuous by their absent, R.I.P. Uh, but Stephanie McMahon welcomes us to WrestleMania. Now, Jeremy Lambert put together a compilation this week. Warren, were you surprised to not hear the term smiles on faces during this? I kind I really, honestly, I really was. Because when I saw Stephanie McMahon appear, I was like, Okay, there we go. It's Buzzword Central. Here we go. But it yes. was it was fine. I didn't. I don't know. I, it, it's Stephanie, and it's what she does. But yeah, there were no smiles on people's faces. Go figure. Callum Williams says, "Showing Fightful some love. Love all the shows, guys. Keep it up. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll, I'll run through some of our shows uh, soon enough. But Roman Reigns was still in this Mania intro." <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and somebody asked uh, on Super Chat, they said, how, do, or J.K. Schwal says, how does Warren feel that Roman's contract signing weeks ago was all for nothing? What good is that contract, Warren? Well, once again, I, in fact, you know what? It just proves that contract signings are absolutely pointless and useless. He, uh, they, they can sign, they make the matches before signing the contracts anyway, has, and then when they do sign the contract, the, the wrestlers pull out, oh, I, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to do the show. Okay, fine. <laughs> what are they for? No, it's fine. But of course, I, this is all in jest because I, I'm, I support Roman's decision to not do this considering yes, his health, his issues. Of course, I support it. I'm just playing the part. Something that you and I have never actually been able to talk about, uh, Warren. I wonder. I wanted to get your take on this. Now, AJ and Undertaker, they signed the contract for the match. And then the next week, AJ changed what the match was to a Boneyard match. <laughs> Don't they have to then do a new contract signing? I mean, that's – you've got to get the boys in I think MLW right set up these contracts, and that's why they're not worth anything. <laughs> That's, that's what's going on. And please, right. Alex, if you put that out into the universe, it's going to happen. No, thank you. I've got enough. I don't want paperwork on my wrestling shows. Thank so, you very much. The person also said, I hope Goldberg claims it's BS since he signed the contract for Roman. That's true. So I don't know if you all saw my tweet, but the, I don't know if there was something about it being a Saturday because I haven't watched a WWE show at about 7-ish on a Saturday or a weekend in a long time, like Sundays just feel different to me. So I was ready during every package for it to go, are you ready? Are you ready for a good time? Then minutes later, we get another ACDC track. Right Now here's the thing. I sound so much like the lead singer. We're probably getting hit with a copyright claim right there. Oh, absolutely. 
probably getting hit with the copyright. We we have gotten hit with one for the Booker T sample because somebody <laughs> who used that sample to remix the song like a year and a half ago has an auto claim for it. So I've had to fight those nonstop lately. <laughs> but we get Gronk doing a pretty good, pretty solid Gronk intro. Mojo Raleigh joins him, but I was very shocked, Alex, at how little we saw Gronk. Honestly, I I thought they were going to replace Elias with Gronk. Me too. So did and I. And have Gronk beat Corbin in like 15 seconds. Like, I was shocked when that didn't happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm completely shocked that they had Gronk just stand up there. to like, hey, everybody, I'm Gronk. Uh, I'm going to make a joke about how many times I have sex with ladies. Anyway, here's Mojo. Bye. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just a weird. He's the host, I guess. He's the host. And I thought we were going to see more of him because later on, our truth shows up and Gronk tries to win the 24-7 title. Is this technically his first match? (laughs) Technically? Because Mojo thwarted him and then won it. But I thought we were going to get some follow-up there, Warren. We're going to have to follow this one closely, closely on cage match. Um, they, the, uh, they don't put those on there and unless they, well, their title changes. They only put them on there. Well, there was a title change. So uh, maybe it was, a, maybe it was a triple in. threat. Maybe it was a triple threat. We don't know. Um, uh, well, listen, I, it was very interesting to me that they hyped up the, uh, the arrival of John Kronsalski tonight to the, to the program, uh, to host where he essentially just did the introductions behind those obnoxious shades and that uh, dollar, you know, it, it, if it wasn't for his logo on it, I'm pretty sure he he he. It felt like he asked Mojo, "Hey, do you, yeah, you have a jacket for me, buddy?" And yeah. Mojo just went like to a, the the shit he was wearing like three years ago and pulled it out, um, and and that was it. But it's also very classic WWE fair to really put emphasis on, "Hey, we're having this guy, this guy, this guy," and then barely barely use him. Uh, it, it was what it was. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> we get a super chat from Anakin saying. Anyone else think the green screen looked bad tonight at the at the pre-show? Yeah, it looked real bad. Oh, yeah. I thought it looked just real lame, man. Uh, mm-hmm. But we also see later on Paul Heyman cutting a promo on Drew McIntyre. I thought that was fair. You build up to the next night because, quite frankly, there's going to be a lot of people that watch this that wouldn't normally be watching this that are like, oh, wait, they're doing another one tomorrow, huh? And you got that covered. Yeah. But, then we, uh, I wanted to get all that stuff out of the way so we could get to the matches. Cesaro defeated Drew, Drew Gulak on the pre-show, and this match was quick, and it ruled. This is mm-hmm. Cesaro's first ever singles match at a Mania besides the Battle Royal. Gulak's first Mania match ever, and I thought it was a good one. This one was a really good example, Warren, of the pace that we were about to see. Because you know what mm-hmm. we didn't see a lot of? Slapping on a chin lock and sitting there for about 30, 40 seconds. Which was kind of was it kind of what was I what I was expecting for the uh, Baron Corbin match, and thankfully that didn't happen. I, I thought it was going to uh, happen in Becky and Shayna too, and it didn't happen. No, yeah. no, it was fine. Look, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a hungry boy. I like me I like me talented wrestlers wrestling with talent. So of course I look at this match and I'm like, why didn't this last a little longer? Why didn't we get a little more? So. I'm a little, but that's okay, right? It's like uh, P.T. Barnum said, you know, it's all, you know, always leave them wanting more. So I want more Drew Gulak. I want more Cesaro. And as a Drew Gulak fan, I'm kind of disappointed he didn't win because he hasn't done anything of interest 
or at least to solidify the fact that he's this player coach type character that they want him to be, you know, giving Daniel Bryan tips to Mm -hmm. win matches, whereas he's losing right and left. Uh, And, you know, but uh, then again, it's it's typical WWE uh, fair to bring in someone, give them give them like what looks to be a push, but then cool, 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 cool him down. Well, I think yeah. Alex will be able to relate to this a little bit. Players aren't always the best co- – or coaches aren't always the best players and vice versa. Some yeah. of the best coaches did not have successful careers, and I think that Daniel Bryan recognizes the value of Drew Gulak, and that's what I like. In the match, we saw some super great transitions early on. They slugged it out. Everybody was working snug tonight, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of camera cuts early on. That I didn't see – I didn't notice them as much later on, but like – in, in the following match, I saw Kyrie really laying in stuff. And I'm like, you don't need cuts there. You can hear her making contact. And they had to because there's no crowds to cut to. There's no extra audio. So they had to make it sound like it hurt. Uh, and they went from strike to submission attempt, European uppercuts. And Alex, I think my favorite part was Cesaro couldn't win with the neutralizer. So he's like, you know what? I got something else. How about the UFO? We're going to bust that one out. And he does the UFO and wins it. I I love this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just thought the ending was kind of abrupt. Like, sure. Gulak, Gulak looked great through the entire thing. Like, he was countering everything. Like, he, he looked like he was the, you know, uh, the, the actual technical whiz. Like, even out-dueling Cesaro, which we all know to be a, a great technical wrestler. Um, and, and the UFO, was it was fun to see, but I was... I was not expecting it to get the pinfall sure like that did that didn't look like a high impact maneuver at all and so it was kind of weird to see the gulak lose to that particular thing i liked the the psychology of him not being able to use the shoulder to get the neutralizer but i i thought maybe they were going to have him tap out to some kind of submission maneuver or something there were about four odd finishes back to back and uh yeah i saw that that eloquent had mentioned that a little bit ago as well. He said, hated the first four minutes or first four matches finish, especially Shane and Becky, but love that they split to two nights. I'm really going to go in on some of these finishes and, and like explain the, the particular issues I have because many of them should have been avoided. Um, but this match was good. I thought Cole called the hell out of this match by himself. Yep. He was mm-hmm. calling the moves and you remember how good he was. And this was all post-production on that one. I'm pretty sure. So, very excited about that. Rob Wilkins says, maybe with Gulak and Brian, it will set them up to be a tag team. They can go after the titles. Storylines between Miz and Brian are always good. That's another reason I don't dislike this, because Brian's like, okay, well, maybe we need to go back to the drawing board, and Gulak's like, let's help each other. They seem to like working with each other right now, and I'm all for that. DJ Cass mm-hmm. says, I really understand your guys' point of view. I've been watching WrestleMania for 12 years, and it just breaks my heart, but you guys are still awesome. Hey, I mean, ultimately, I didn't think of COVID-19 one time in four hours. And that's that's rare these days. So I, w- I was happy to be covering this. And I was real happy to cover this women's tag title match. Jeez. Outside of the mm-hmm. Del Rio spot. I'm just going to get that out of the way. They did the Del Rio spot. When somebody hangs on the ropes, it's stupid. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Everything else I loved about this match, Alex. Jesus Christ. They were laying it in there. Asuka gets it to a ridiculous level with a crowd, without a crowd. Um, my only other, I have like two other minor complaints. 
the camera cuts were real bad, including one after the purge where Nikki is going to pin Asuka and they go one, two, and then there's this camera cut with obviously different audio where Kyrie lands. Mm-hmm. It's real weird, but there there's some good spots like the, the the dive to the outside and Nikki firing up and ripping off her vest and doing a body press. There was the Oscar lock on Nikki, twisted bliss that broke that up. One of the best I've ever seen. The Kyrie spear that ruled. I, I Cole called a power bomb and forearm a modified doomsday device. <laughs> it is not just because somebody is on somebody else's shoulders. Doesn't make that so, but Bliss pin sane with the Twisted Bliss. Alex, uh, h- how'd you feel about this one? I mean, I thought the match quality was great. They they did a lot great job of of selling that it was Nikki who like kept them in it. Like she was fighting from underneath the entire time until Alexa got in and got the glory. Of course, um, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that whole thing to collapse under the weight of that whole thing. Um, my my only thing is that I, I feel like the Kabuki Warriors have been. Um, like especially especially Asuka, but but them together uh, ha- have been one of the best acts on either brand, um, and I think that that they've been outstanding. I think that that the only reason that they haven't had um, put to good use of these tag titles is there's no competition in a tag division, and it's it's weird to have them say, okay, you haven't had um, a a tag team title defense since December. Here's one out of the blue, just because Alexa decides, hey, I want a title shot. And Nikki's like, yeah, me too. And <laughs> then that's it. Um, and then they have one, and then they win it. And now the tag titles are back on Alexa and Nikki, and they never defended them either. And I feel like now they've got the moment of bliss. So I'm expecting to see most, 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 I'm going to be able to, I'm expecting to see the tag titles is around the waist of two women sitting on director's chair, sipping coffee, talking to somebody else. I don't foresee them being, you know, defending champions, mainly because there aren't aren't a lot of people to defend against, especially since now they're breaking up Mandy and Sonya. And I I feel bad for Asuka and and Kyrie because they were so, so, so great together with those titles. Warren, uh, we have uh, Anakin JMT saying the women's tag match beat tonight. I thought they had a. This was another indication of pace, which the tag title should be. But uh, King Juni also says Oscar's the best empty arena wrestler there is. <laughs> I think so. She she keeps the volume up, Warren. Well, I, I would even go as far as to say that both she and Kyrie do it. It's just that Kyrie, when she squeals, she sounds like a child. Yeah. You're wondering, my God, there's a toddler in the ring, and that's fantastic. I mean, it, and it's you know the the being very loud. In uh, f- for Kyrie and 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 Asuka in this match, it's very it's very Japanese style, right? Because if you ever watch Stardom, there's no commentary; it's completely dead. So it's all about the women being uh, as vociferous as possible. There's your word of the day, folks. Um, and uh, as far as, as far as the match went, I thought it was fantastic. They did a really good job making the arena f- f- feel big. I liked. How some po- at some point Kyrie Sane was trying to play to the audience and it was both adorable and weird at the same time. But I think we also have to point out here just how good Alexa Bliss has become. Because we've always we've known Alexa Bliss to always be a very good character, be very good 
uh, a very good heel, great promos, and a, an okay worker, you know, good. But I think she has improved quite a bit. And tonight she really turned it up. She was pulling out stuff that we don't regularly see her do. It wasn't just like, uh, you know, pulling out all the greatest hits. There was variety in there. I thought she did a fantastic job, and all women worked super well together. This was the perfect match to open WrestleMania because it, 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 they gave it time. It was uh, it, it, it was loud for the match it was, and uh, and, and fast paced, lots of action. Great decision to start with this match. Big thank you to Melissa Winchester who says, "Keep up the great work, guys. We really appreciate you." DJ Cast says, "You guys are awesome." Keep it up and be safe. A reminder, uh, donate a Super Chat. We'll read your question or statement on the air. You can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That is our the most direct way to support us. But if you don't want to do that, just visit FightfulWrestling.com for all your wrestling news. We have the best wrestling news team out there. Big thank you to Jeremy, Robert, Carlos, David for all the work they did tonight as well. Anakin says, <laughs> $2 for one more vampire joke for more. And, ooh, what do you got oh. for us? I, I I mean, with the pandemic and everything going around, I mean, I, I can't do it. I just end up coughing too much. <sighs> I like Turtles, says, I guess Alex is number one since he's the first one on the screen and Sean is number two. I love the Michael Cole video you uploaded. We're going to ignore that. <laughs> so Elias defeated Baron Corbin. Uh, I would say the highlight of this match was Corbin soaking in the lack of a crowd. I saw a lot of people that were like, oh, he's acting like a crowd. And I'm like, no, I feel like it's him enjoying that there is no crowd there. That's what he should have done. But Elias shows up and breaks the guitar over Corbin's back. I really thought that Gronk was going to replace him, but he didn't. And this match was whatever. But this was an hour one of uh, of SmackDown on a throwaway episode match. The booking of it, the the match in general, there was a terrible looking clothesline. Elias did a, a modified drift away and won with a roll up after <coughs> Corbin got caught cheating. Warren, why did why did we need this tonight? Now this is where my issues started with the show because th- this was the moment where the ar- empty arena felt empty because we had a really good 15 minute match before that like I, th- th- we all agreed that w- that felt loud had a lot of people and it was uh, involved and just felt really really dynamic then you come down to Baron Corbin and Elias a match that has no real interest no build despite the fact that baron corbin threw him off the 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 balcony thing no one cared about this match this was the this as just as much as the first match was the perfect one to start off this was the worst one to put in second you should not have followed up with this this was not good this was pre-show filler this had no it just opened up all the glaring problems of an empty arena right here uh plus elias looked damn fine tonight for a guy who uh who just about died or at least yes. you know we were that was being put over that he he was could have been crippled and so on 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't Not know if bad. he's having that that, that that Rey Mysterio stem cell stuff, but yeah. uh, holy smokes! Anakin JMT says Ref Jess was the best part of the Corbin Elias. I do like that. She was like, "Mind your own business. I'll do my job." If there's anything that comes out of this match, if 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 they develop that relationship with uh, with Jessica and uh, and being like. Corbin's Achilles heel, his foil, not unlike Jericho and uh, Aubrey Edwards, you know, I think that's still an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on this one? Yeah. You said Warren, that uh, this is, this is where you really, it really felt like an empty arena match watching these two guys wrestle. I I think, to be honest, it would have felt like an empty arena match if they were doing it in front of 80,000 people too. (laughs) I think it probably would have been just as silent. It may have been. This match, this match was was uh, pointless. Uh, didn't need to be here. Um, like at the same time, I I really don't enjoy uh, Baron Corbin. I understand that he's he's a great heel because he doesn't care about being cool and getting people to to cheer him, even though he's a heel. I understand that, but um, I don't. I still don't like watching him work. But I do feel bad for him that that dude. Like, they did everything they that they ever asked of him. And they, they finally do this thing where they, where they do the, uh, everything with, with Roman for months and months and months, carrying that guy. Like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this thing. The number one program on SmackDown is going to be you versus Roman Reigns. You're going to have match after match after match after match. A whole dog food fetish is going to be introduced for you. And then Roman's going to get shotgunned like, immediately into the, into the absolute top title picture. And you get a match with Elias with no build like that. That sucks for him to be, to have been in that position and, and doing everything I asked of him being humiliated. Like he was at the end of that feud with Roman. And then they had literally nothing for him going into mania. That sucks. Andrew Stark says, when will the hall of fame ceremony take place? They are tentatively targeting SummerSlam ish, but they, they do not know yet. Another odd finish, but I love the match. Becky Lynch retained over Shayna Baszler. She will pass the one-year mark as Raw Women's Champion. This is the longest on Raw or SmackDown since Trish Stratus in 05-06. And oh, by the way, Trish took like five months off during that reign. So really, this is probably the longest Raw or SmackDown title reign, period. Period. I mean, you have Asuka on NXT, but that's it. I was very interested in the pace as we just lost Alex briefly, but uh, they kept a really good pace. And I think that that's the reason why this match was so short because they couldn't rock with the, the chin lock for two minutes, but I'm glad that they didn't. I think that this shows you that, Hey, maybe you don't really need to always slow it down. Quote unquote, just cause that's the way that people did it for a long time. Because what I liked was Becky and Shayna going there and slapping some ribs. You heard the strikes land. You saw them go in and out, disarmor, cure food to clutch, spine buster, double underhook suplex. There was a rock bottom on the apron. You always, somebody said, why do they always say hardest part of the ring? Well, because about 12 years ago when moves would be done there, nobody would ever say it and you would get old heads on shoot interviews saying they never even talk about that being the hardest part of the ring. And now they do it all the time because that's just what you got to do. But this match was super physical. Becky got slung into the table. Baszler applied the disarmor, but ended up connecting with a big knee. 
My only problem was the finish. A short match, sure. Eight or nine minutes, probably. I'm okay with that. But Shayna Baszler is an accomplished catch-as-catch-can wrestler. One of the best at promoting the art of catch-as-catch-can wrestling. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's effectively what pro wrestling grew out of. But they started to fix the matches so they would be more interesting. You get pinned or you get submitted. Shayna doesn't watch her own tape, apparently. She always gets pinned with this when she gets pinned. She's got the Kirifu to clutch, and Becky rolls back into it. Now, I'm going to tell you from a technical aspect why I hate this so much. Because Shayna Baszler, accomplished catch wrestler, NXT champion for over a year, ran through the division less than a month ago, has her shoulders pinned to the mat. What What's going on with her legs? Did you all notice anything about her legs? They just sat there. Yep. In wrestling, the reason why you hook a leg is so that person will not kick their legs because when they kick their legs in the air, that rocks their shoulders up off the mat and it breaks the count. So when Becky Lynch rolls backwards onto a Kirifu to clutch like that and Shayna Baszler, who I know could kick out of that, who anybody, any wrestler on the roster should be able to kick out of that, has her legs free. It just looks so underwhelming. It looks less than. Like, I would have rather Becky roll through and apply a disarmor and tap her out, but I know that's not the gotcha type of thing. Ah, man. That was a little bit disappointed or disappointing. Warren, how'd you feel about this and the finish? Um, I love the match. I really, really mm-hmm. love the match until we got to the finish. The finish, I'm unequivocally, unequivocally uh, on the I hate it side. I really, really didn't like it. I'm glad you brought that little precision regarding the legs. I was like, Shayna should just release the hole. Yeah. You know, it's like at that point, she's just just let your arms go. That's a, and and someone pointed out on Twitter, oh, but she's lost like lost like this before. I know. That's the point. That's the point. Um, and the uh, and. Like you said, she ran through the entire division to get to this point. I get it that it's a gotcha moment from Becky, but this is WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. This is not where you continue your feuds. This is the, this is the, the, we're ending a chapter. We're closing a book. We're opening up a new season. Give it whatever analogy you want. Uh, so, you know, I had people going, oh, well, at least their feud is going to continue. Uh, no shit, but it still could have continued in another way than this. This felt like a B pay-per-view finish. It felt, or at least like a, or a good edition of Monday Night Raw finish, you know, kind of thing, where it, it just comes out of nowhere and you perpetuate the feud. But this is WrestleMania. Give me something big. Give me something to chew on. And as honestly, this is one of Shayna's best performances that I've seen in mm-hmm. a long, long time. Becky as well. Like, they work quite well together. And I'm glad that their match together sort of erased the the triple threat that they had at uh, uh, Survivor Series, which was a so-so. So I'm glad moving forward they're going like this. But I got to tell you at the same time, quick matches, sure. But it Baron Corbin and Elias got like over nine minutes. They They clocked in at about 8.20. I'm like, and yeah. this is a match that people cared about. This is a match that had stakes, that had something to happen. So, ah, 
my problem is all within the conclusion of the match because the match itself ruled. I loved it. I thought it was great. Eloquent says, why didn't they let Shayna do the joint manipulation to really sell Shayna having the upper hand? I think that's more of a crowd spot. I think that's one that you want to really get that that reaction. Uh, Alex, do do you think that this finish, before we get into your thoughts on the match, do you think this finish could be almost a callback to the oops pow surprise on Ronda last year? I mean, I think that that certainly the um, there, there's a there's a pattern for Becky. Mm-hmm. She 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 wins her her biggest like challenge matches, like the one that that made her Becky two belts, and then this one defending it to make sure she got a, a year with the Raw Championship, defending it against what was supposed to be her biggest challenge yet. She won both of them with, with a roll up. Could you, know, you like, imagine? So could you imagine if that's the reason why they put this, that they showed the match on Monday Night Raw this week, you know, to just to make sure that they're like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, guys, we have the we this was planned out for over a year. This is how Becky's going to win again this year. My yeah. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The 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 thing about this that I, I that I, I said this on, on Sour Graps, the way that I certainly would have booked it is Becky's been getting very, very overconfident. Like you don't you don't go out and buy a semi truck and have somebody airbrush your face on it and drive it around everywhere unless you're an egomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> so so I thought she was getting overconfident, a little too big for her britches. There was that thing a few weeks ago where she was sitting at the commentary desk looking like Conor McGregor with a giant. Cr- she sold Jerry the King's crown, put it on her head. She got the deal with it, sunglasses, the big fur coat. She was getting too 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 confident in herself. And I thought it was all set up for her to come into WrestleMania thinking, I got this. I'm I'm Becky Balboa. And it was going to turn out to be Balboa versus Clubber Lang at the beginning of Rocky Three, where she just gets her ass handed to her. And she's like, whoa, I didn't know that this was going to happen to me. And then she's got to fight from underneath to win the rematch like Rocky does at the end of that movie. It's, that would have been something to go for. But It's mm-hmm. funny that you mentioned that. Nikita Krylov fan texted me tonight and said they need to do a Rocky Three storyline. With Becky and Shayna. Hot dog. Aaron J's fan says, real question, does Becky keep the truck? No way, that's a rental. They've got a billion (laughs) trucks, and you just know they did a rental for that one. WWE Intercontinent, actually, Tyler Drummond says, Becky also beat Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title with a weirdish roll-up. Consistency, yeah. Stone Cold used to win them with a stunner in the middle of the ring, except for the Owen Hart match, but hey. I mean, also, Shayna, Shayna... Has lost two of two of her what five defeats in the history of being part of WWE. She's lost twice by somebody ca- countering the Kirafuda clutch into yeah. that particular roll up. You'd think by now she'd have a counter to that counter. Mm-hmm. Look, look at Steve Austin. He lost to Bret Hart, and then the next time that happened, he let go of the hold. He learned. He evolved. That was that was the story. Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryan to retain the Intercontinental Title. Zayn was killing time. I wasn't as in love with this as many were, but I did like it. Zayn begged, and it was Brian getting Brian kicking Zayn's ass the entire time, except when uh, he worried about Gulak taking out the Artist Collective, which worked the first time around, didn't the second time around. He also teased letting Zayn get counted out, and then he went back and got him. But Zayn catches Brian off the top rope with a, a boot, which was said to be a, to have been a haluva kick. I thought this was fine. I thought it was good. But it wasn't the Sami Zayn-Daniel Bryan match that I was hoping for. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't... It definitely wasn't El Generico against Bryan Danielson. It was Sami Zayn the manager against Daniel Bryan. Well, Alex. 
Yeah, no, the the thing about it, like they're really leaning into this whole Sami Zayn not really a wrestler anymore mm-hmm. thing. Like he's wearing Dockers tucked into his wrestling boots. Like like it looks like not so much like it looks like you know something you'd wear to casual Fridays at the office. So you know in the before times. So but, my like, I, like I've I've had a plethora of gear during my days, and my wife knows what work pants and shoot pants are. Yeah, that was her main concern throughout this show. Are those work pants or shoot pants? And like for some, I'm like, oh, AJ's for sure wearing real jeans. But but Sammy, I feel like he would want the 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 freedom. You know what I yeah. mean? He would yeah. want to stretch. Um, but he the, the, he hasn't had a haircut in forever. Yeah. Um. Uh, he looks a little doughy. Like they're not like presenting him at all as like a real. Like a, a real wrestler. And, I think he and looks this, leaner this... now than he has in previous years, actually. Well, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, maybe I am I was looking at him from the maybe wrong Maybe you should end. stop fat-shaming him, Alex. Maybe I should. Uh, coming, coming from me, uh, I, I, know the, I know the deal. But um, the the thing about it is that I, I just wanted – I want the old Sami Zayn. I want, I want Sami Zayn who wrestles, who doesn't, like, cower in the corner. Like, I understand that's the character, but – can, can at some point can we? I, if he's a heel, he has to be a chicken shit. I get it. It's WWE. Yeah. But can he wrestle one match with a with that fire of the old Sami Zayn that we loved? Like finally, Sami Zayn gets to gets to defend the Intercontinental Title, the title he was made for in re, at WrestleMania, and he has to do it a as a heel, b in front of nobody, and c like being a chicken shit the whole time. I felt like it was. Not necessarily the match Sami Zayn wanted to be as IC title holder at Mania. Warren, any thoughts on this? Uh, I was uh, I was disappointed in this match, and I it's here's the thing. As you know, I am a fan of the stall. I'm a big, big Larry Zbysko seven minute stall proponent. I believe in it. I think it's a great art tool in the arsenal of a good heel who knows how to do it. And I'm fine. Or, or I, any former WWE wrestler who is working an indie show. And, and I mean, I don't mean like PWG. I mean your local flea market. They're spending yes. a solid seven minutes. Al Snow's going to chase somebody around the ring with the head. Uh, Shark Boy's going to try to bite your ass for six minutes. I saw Eugene threaten to shove his thumb up a guy's ass for seven minutes. I get what you mean. So that being said, the 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 payoff for from a a good stall is of course babyface getting the upper hand finally, but also the heel mounting a comeback as well, so that the real comeback for the babyface can happen. And we just didn't get that from Sammy. We just we just didn't. And it is an extreme crying shame that we are presented with this version of Sami Zayn while where he. I'm convinced he can still work. We just don't know anymore. We just, we honestly don't know. You know, the, when he was on hiatus because of his injury, you know, he was questioning who he was in his position uh, in wrestling. Is it still for me? Hell, he even tweeted out to Hangman Page this week about when Hangman Page was realizing that wrestler ultimately wrestling is irrelevant or something like that. And Sami Zayn basically gave him a pat on the back and said, at least you're realizing it now this early in your career, pal, kind of yeah. thing. It'll make things easier moving on. Uh, 
I'm really disappointed because this was uh, uh, on a personal level because this was one of the ma- the the matches I was most looking forward to this weekend because it's Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. They should have torn the house down. Instead, they lasted 20 seconds more than Elias and uh, and uh, Baron Corbin, which is ridiculous because again, this is a match. It was a title match. It had stakes and had proper buildup. It was one of the only matches that had actual proper buildup. The whole setup to this match felt like a Friday night SmackDown match right into the finish. It did not feel like a WrestleMania match with a WrestleMania outcome. Guys, do us a solid. Share the link to this podcast on social media. That helps us a lot. But we are on podcast platforms everywhere. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spotify, iTunes, all over the place. If you want to do us a solid, a lot of our views and listens come from YouTube, so we don't get quite as many iTunes reviews as other shows. If you don't mind, go leave us a nice review if you think we deserve one over on iTunes, and that helps us out. <laughs> Rob Wilkins says, more about this Eugene Thumb story. Giggity. I'll tell that on Select or something. I, we'll, we'll move that off the WrestleMania show, but I the, people can get unique with these stalls. It's not just Larry Zabisco walking around and doing, hey, hold on. <laughs> but, but it does exist. SmackDown Tag Team Championship Ladder Match. John Morrison defeated Kofi Kingston and Jimmy Uso to retain the titles because Miz was pulled from this match. Woof. Woof. Throwback 27 says, The ladder match for the tag titles was a great finish, uh, or the finish could have been better, rather than having it end in a big thud with Morrison falling. The match itself could have been top three of the night. I love the match. I hated that things had to happen the way they did because it didn't make a ton of sense. Uh, I did like the idea that if... If John Morrison lost the title, the Miz should have been like, oh, no, 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 you just lost your title. I am now mm-hmm. tag team champions with Jimmy Uso, so that's how we're going to do it. Um, but it became very clear early in this match they didn't pause for takes, so to speak, because that was that was a question like, oh, will they do takes if they mess up a move? Nope. Uh, this had some awesome spots. Maybe the best starship pain I've ever seen in the corner on a ladder. Uh, Kofi dove from the ladder or the ropes into the ladder and got caught. Kofi threw a ladder into Jimmy Uso walking on a barricade. Naughty. And into his shins, man. That's <sighs> that's not okay. <laughs> Cut him off at the legs. Uh, Kofi almost snagged the top rope on a trust fall. <laughs> but I thought this was John Morrison's best WWE performance 
I, I was saying during this run, it might be period. I'm not a big John Morrison guy. I think tag teams are the right place for him. The Spanish fly was a beauty. The mushroom stomp from Kofi, a beauty. And I give Morrison just as much credit for that as anybody. Another spot that I adored was Jimmy Uso ramming Kofi's face into the ladder. Uh, and then, and then... Tr- <laughs> trash-talking him, Alex. We got to mic the Usos up like it's an NFL game. They should be mic'd. Like, even when we get back to having arenas, mic yes. up some of these guys. At least at least so we can, like, in the replays, we can hear it very, very clearly. Like, like do that at least. Because these, these guys were, were really, they added so much to it. Um, you're right. The, the I guess it was a Starship pain. Like, he's standing on the top of the ring post. And and the Uso, the Jimmy Uso is directly underneath him across the ladder. Directly underneath him. And he's still able to do a full rotation and all those spins before landing it. Yep. Usually you got you got to have distance in order to get all of those spins and rotations to to get all of those before you land. That's insane how I fast he got him, all those things. I want to see him start wedging the person between the second and top rope when he does it now. Why not? Mm-hmm. Or or the first or second rope because he misses it every other time. <laughs> he goes too far. <laughs> he goes too far. But the the finish, uh, Warren. I'm excited to see how you feel about this. They all get up there and they all pull down the belts. But they don't hear a bell ring, so they're just like, let's keep fighting. Morrison is able to unhook them, but they knock him off, and he lands on the ladder, but he has both of the titles. I like this finish. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a great way to finish it. But how did you feel? I feel uh, a little differently. I think this okay. is uh, this is a fit. Yeah, it's all right. You know, I don't always have to agree. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the this to me this is another uh, good match like Becky and, Sha- and and Shayna that was marred by a, a, a bad finish. I I I didn't like it. Um, I and it's because it's a shame because the they worked so hard. They worked in front of 70,000 people tonight. Do you know what I mean? Like they really they really went all out in their creativity in the spots. But the finish, man, you know what I was – I I really think the best finish would have had two of the guys climb the ladder. Each one grabs a strap. And then the bell is rung. And then you end up with Morrison and – Jimmy Uso, and they're like, oh, what do we do now kind of thing, you know? Or or finally get that New Day split that everyone's been clamoring for for the past decade or so. I, I don't know. And to me, the match yeah. was WrestleMania level. The finish was not. Again, it's something that's a little wonky, not decisive. It bothered me. It really did. And especially when you consider that they could have gone into a very creative territory. You come back on SmackDown and it's like, well, folks, uh, two different teams won. We got to vacate the titles and have ourselves a tournament. I don't want to vacate. You, I hate vacates. But then, but, yeah, come There's, on. You, you get you get into a tournament but because the tournament then establishes the whole division. Then you can go back and start elevating other teams, put put the teams back into uh, into prominence. That's what you do. I, I, look, there were a lot of possibilities here. I thought this was – it was interesting, but I feel it was a cop-out. You could you could have had a, a tournament, you know, get Gulak and Brian together, actually have a tag team, all that kind of stuff. You could have you made Cesaro and Nakamura back together again, all that kind of stuff. That's that's all fine, um, uh, and that's a possibility as well. 
Um, what I thought was odd is having three guys up there and they all grab part of the, it's because it's a tag <coughs> title ladder match. The tag titles, both of them are, are hooked. They're strapped around this apparatus, this gold bar thing that is then hooked to the, to the, to the, to the rope from the top of, of, of the, of the performance center. And when they're all up there grabbing it, Jimmy Uso reaches over and he's the one who unhooks it. So Jimmy Uso won. Like <laughs> every every tag team ladder match I've ever seen, it ends when one of the tag team gets up there and unhooks it. It doesn't end when he climbs back down the ladder. Like, because that's what happens when Morrison fell. That's why he won, because he fell off the ladders while holding the belts. That's not how it works. Now, if it had been a singles tag, uh, singles match, then you could actually have had one guy unhook it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, so what I'm saying for you is the, uh, the opportunity that was missed was to have Kofi and Jimmy each grab a belt. And then, I don't know, they don't really have a, 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 um, a um, uh, authority figure to do this, but he says, okay, Jimmy and Kofi, you're the tag champs now. And their top contenders will be Jay and Big E. And you have each, because we've already seen Kofi and, and Big E versus the Usos over and over and over again. To make them now work together opposite for like a couple of months, that could anchor SmackDown. Watching these guys, watching to see if, if Kofi and Jimmy can, can work together, if Big E and Jay can work together, that could be a lot of fun. Instead, oh, well, I guess Morrison just won. I mean, it's, there's, there's opportunities to be creative and have a lot of fun with this. They just said... No, we're just going to... Status quo, please. We like the status quo. Nah. Nah. Up next, Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins. This is a bit historic in the sense that unless something happens tomorrow and Rollins manages to pop up and win a match, this will be the first time that Rollins hasn't won a match at WrestleMania before you come up and say, uh, he actually lost to... Uh, he actually lost to Randall... Keith Orton at WrestleMania several years ago. He also cashed in Money in the Bank and won a match that night. Jason Check says, Hi, AP, SRS, and MWH. Thanks for covering WrestleMania. Hey, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Throwback bringing up Kofi's good line. <laughs> I know you have heart, but I have to put you down. That was great. <laughs> and I, Alex, I completely agree with you. Mic them up, even if it's Jay Uso being a second and reacting to yeah. his brother getting kicked in the face. Yes. I love it. Show it during the replay. So this is hard hitting and heavy. Owens and Rollins are like doing Falcon arrows on the ra- aprons and uh, hitting each other with heavy moves. Swantons pop up power bombs. And then Rollins hits Owens with the bell for a DQ. Now they just don't do DQs at WrestleMania anymore and they shouldn't. You look through, like, the first nine or ten WrestleManias. (laughs) Oh, boy. You would Mm -hmm. think Dairy Queen sponsored the damn thing. There's so much DQ on these shows. It is unbelievable. But not anymore. And Rollins goes to leave. I gotta say, there's a lot of naughty language on these shows these days. I'm waiting for this wrestling boom, because... There were tons of people on Twitter that swore that curse words, <laughs> blood, and boobs were going to bring wrestling back to the, the promised land. But Kevin Owens has been a big culprit of this foul language, saying those are the actions of a little bitch, not a god. 
He wants a no DQ match. No Dairy Queen. Motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm dying at Kevin Owens getting his ass ripped to him going, Yeah, well, you're still always going to be a little bitch. <laughs> 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 this oh, so dude, good. I'll say it all the time. He is so good at talking trash in his second language. I can't imagine how how just bad he would tear people up in French. Oh, I've I've seen him in on indie shows when he was still working Quebec City in Montreal. He was awesome. God, I I do you speak French? Oh, oui, oui, monsieur. Okay, we're gonna get Warren Hayes to translate some Kevin Owens French promos one day. My God. Fightful well, Select. Fightful Select. There you That's go. good. Well, Owens keeps hitting Rollins with the ring bell, and the sound is amazing. But then the damnedest spot. He jumps off the WrestleMania sign through a table and wins with a stunner. Whoo, that visual of that dive, Warren. Man, Kevin Owens is something special. The dude is something it, it, special. He's, he's, that's exact. I tweeted out, God bless Kevin Owens. That yeah. goes really, because, and he does this every year. He leaps off of something insane every year. Uh, and I, I feel he doesn't get half the credit he should. What I like the most, I think what was most dramatic about, about the dive, Sean, is that he got up there. And you know what? If there were 70,000 people, he'd milk the moment, right? Yeah. He'd stand there a bit and, you know, Gather your courage. Audience starts flipping out. Please don't die, Chance. Whatever. Then he does it. But here, there was nothing to hold him back. And this is why Kevin Owens is so great. Because maybe a lesser wrestler would have stood there and lick his lips and do one of these and then dive. Hmm. But Kevin Owens understands in the situation that he's in. He's like, there's no one. I'm going up here. He basically, he almost ran off. Like he got up and boop, boop, wah, and he just dove. <laughs> we as an audience didn't have time to prepare for it. He's no. like, my God. And that's what I thought was most effective about it. That's what made it so bloody dramatic. That and the fact that he really landed on his on his side. And look, yeah. it, it was a gnarly fall, but it was also really, really good. Uh, to me, this is uh this is legendary if only for that. Just the fact that he got up and he jumped off. It was all business. Yeah. I I, I love that spot. I remember, do you remember, guys, when when they first hung the uh, right after uh, you know, Royal Rumble or whatever, they first hung that giant pirate WrestleMania sign up up in the in all the arenas. We're like, somebody's going to jump off of that shit at WrestleMania. It's yeah. going to be nuts. And he actually did it. He just, it wasn't hung way up in the rafters. It was just like you know, 15 yep. feet up, but still somebody jumped off of that fucking wrestle. It, it is side. a shame we don't get the Paul Burchill rope because of the situation. <laughs> yeah. Because that seemed like a, a definite spot we could do. Hannah Moore says Seth's moaning was so uncomfortable. Oh, it was so, amazing. It was so good. You remember that time where somebody like body slammed uh, Shane McMahon onto a bunch of plastic yes. crates and he was like, oh, 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 oh for like 15 <laughs> seconds? Oh, it was good. I love it. I do remember that. Throwback says, with Owens winning this match, what's next for Seth after this? Could it lead to a Samoa Joe match for Seth? I think it could, Samoa Joe coming back. But I think that uh, Seth is probably next on Edge's hit list. Because just a few years ago, Seth Rollins was holding his foot on Edge's neck, threatening to break his neck 
if he didn't get a match with John Cena. And I bet you the character Edge has not forgotten about that. And that seems logical for... And quite frankly, I don't think we need Seth to be coming off of a win for us to care about this based on the promo work we've seen out of Edge lately. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, guys, then it happened. The night that wrestling was revived won... <laughs> they they say you need to stay out of churches. You got you got to stay out of churches right now, but we're having a revival. <laughs> WWE, they did it. They did it. Braun Strowman <clears throat> defeated Bill Goldberg to win the WWE Universal Championship. Anakin JMT says, "Alex, who were Oldberg's guards there for?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, Kevin, did, they certainly didn't look like they could protect him from anything, well, and they were definitely not keeping up social distancing regulations. Yes. They were right there next to him. They were afraid Kevin Dunn was going. If he going, catches it, he could die. They were afraid Kevin Dunn was going to attack him because he's tired of hiding all of Bill Goldberg's shit. He's like, I'm, I'm sick of trying to shoot around all this. So he just tries to take Goldberg out. <sighs> oh, man. Uh, so here's the match. Goldberg hits a bunch of spears. Braun kicks out. There was no real attempt at a jackhammer, fortunately. Thank God. We were about to see a, a wide shot. And then there would be, like, Baba Tunde in there, painted white, <laughs> jackhammering. <laughs> jackhammering. Braun. <laughs> and then the abrupt cut back in. <laughs> That's how they were going to get around it. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. And then Braun Strowman just hits him with a bunch of power slams and beats him. And I'm cool with it. And we don't have to get into it. This We'll save this for another show. The Fiend never needed the WWE Championship. Here's the thing. Not only did he not need the championship, he didn't need the match for the championship. Right. Hmm? But what he didn't need more was Bill Goldberg beating him. And, you know, I can disagree and not like the things that Braun Strowman has said uh, socially lately. But this, this should have happened two and a half years ago, Alex, and I know that you think so as well. Oh, absolutely. This is, this is long overdue. Um, here's the thing about it. The match booked perfectly. Quick, easy, Braun gets hit with a bunch of walking spears from, you know, two steps, spear, three steps, spear at half speed because it's, you know, old bird. But he kicks out of those things. Then power slam, power slam, power slam, running power slam, one, two, three. That's it. That's exactly how this match should have been booked. You put him over strong, have him crush Goldberg, become the monster champion. He should have been two and a half or three years ago. But if you're going to book him this strong, how in the world do you still not give us a reason why he's even in the match to begin with? Nothing. They just say he replaced Roman Reigns. But like, okay, fine. You don't want to tell us that Roman pulled out because of COVID fears. Don't tell us that. Why specifically was Braun chosen? 
Did 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 Goldberg pick him? Say I want to pick the I want to fight the biggest baddest dude you got in the locker room to prove myself. Did Braun say, "Hey, you need a new you need a new partner. I'll be your Huckleberry. You can get these hands." Did they do any of that? Did they ever mention any of that? No. It's like people who don't follow the dirt sheets who expected waking up this morning if they didn't watch SmackDown last night to see Roman Reigns versus Goldberg tonight. Like Come on. And, and Triple H tried to say it would unfold in a unique way. It was, Bro, it was so, so you, unique. Uniquely lazy. And that's even for them. And that's even for them. Throwback says, Owens versus Seth match made the moment of the show uh, start to go well till the Oldberg match. All I ask for is Owens, Braun, and a few others to get a push towards SummerSlam because of all this momentum building uh, would be just for nothing. Thank God for Oldberg being put out. Don't bring him back. Here's the thing, Warren. I'm okay with him being back if it's a SummerSlam 2019 situation. I was mm-hmm. there for that. Dolph Ziggler, Bill Goldberg, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, and there's no title there. I watched Chuck Liddell fight a couple year, like a year and a half ago, and I'd do it again. It's the freak show aspect of things. I'm okay with that, but I don't ever, Warren need to see a title match with Bill Goldberg again. No, we don't. Uh, I'm going to keep this short because there's not much to unpack here other than I, I'm glad that they decided to probably continue what they had intended for Roman, and that is to take the belt off of Goldberg. We had talked about it last night, Sean, on uh, when we did our predictions. We were kind of afraid that they might go forward with Goldberg still hanging on to the title considering the – uh, considering the, the situation, the pandemic, I'm glad they didn't. Um, I hope that they use Goldberg in a much more judicious way moving forward if they ever need to work, use him again because, you know, Goldberg is a guy, he takes wrestling very seriously. If you guys think we take it seriously, Goldberg mm-hmm. takes wrestling very seriously. He's a guy who is very concerned about his legacy. This does not help his legacy, or at least his title run here did not help his legacy. Honestly, should have just ended with the with the Brock feud a couple of years ago. That was perfectly booked from the moment he won it from uh, from Kevin Owens right till uh, till his loss. That was perfect, and that's all we needed. We didn't need this. Thank you, Bill. See you next time. Yeah, this match went just over two minutes, and in a world of Braun Strowman versus Bill Goldberg, you you should really be a Shawn Michaels versus a Bret Hart. You know what I'm saying? Because even though two minutes got the job done for Braun Strowman, even though just a, you know, one, two, three, four spears, oh, I'm done. That That's not going to satisfy everybody. Sometimes you have to pace. Sometimes you have to build to some high spots. And then you make the crowd explode. And fortunately, BlueChew.com and that code Fightful can help get that done. That's right. You can go to over an hour. I mean, even in overtime, you got commissioners running into your bedroom saying, "No, nah, we we gotta we gotta see a definitive finish." And you're like, "Hey, buddy, that's on my own time." Thanks to BlueChew.com and the increased sexual performance that I am gaining as a result of that. Now, this isn't just for people with a problem; it's for that extra confidence, for that 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 moment, so to speak. That people will remember in the annals or annals of time, whichever it may be. 
Blue Chew has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but let's be real, it's way better because you don't have to go to the doctor, you don't have to go to the pharmacy, and you need to be staying away from those places in this environment unless you have to go. It's prescribed online by Blue Chew-affiliated physicians, and it ships straight to your door by one of the heroes delivering mail these days. Big thank you to them. And hey, if let, let me just say this. If your mailman likes to fuck... You can thank them <laughs> with the performance that you uncorked with BlueChew.com. Maybe your mailman wants to handle your package with care, and you're like, nah, nah, son. Nah, I can go all night. I deliver to the back door as well. I don't know what you're into. This is me paraphrasing what you might say to your mailman or woman Assuming you have a consensual sexual relationship with said mailman or male woman. Use that code FIGHTFUL. You get your first shipment free. That code FIGHTFUL, that's very important. First, first shipment free, you just pay $5 shipping. They know that you're going to come back if they're giving it to you for free. Ah, man. Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. This was a special moment. Special moment. Uh, throwback27 says, Mixed Match Challenge reference. Team Little Big going home with the gold tonight. Braun and Alexa have the titles. Yeah, I think that's like the only person Braun follows on Twitter, too, is Alexa. <laughs> David Gold says, <laughs> Jimmy Uso yelling, Flatten your face like a pancake made me fall off my couch laughing. <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. JJ Lee said, Signs are for pointing, not jumping. But let's talk about this main event. Oh, boy, am I ready to talk about this. Like I said, I was told something out of the box is happening, something out of the box is happening. Undertaker and AJ Styles are main eventing WrestleMania this night. It counts. You can say, doesn't count, but nobody there, nobody there. It doesn't really count. It counts. Undertaker has now main evented WrestleMania across four decades. And I had somebody very important in wrestling say, I hope Vince takes this as a sign because he can get a lot of years out of Undertaker like this. He can. He can. I see you you, you doing, uh, Warren. You, you know who my mamma loved to watch? Was it, was it Charles Bronson that was like 80 still running around? <laughs> Death Wish or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 to midnight he was like 76 <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying we got i we, love undertaker they, 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 just a, it's not the question it's if he's used like he like yesterday and we're going to talk about it, it's fine i just worry about undertaker because sure. i know how injured he is how busted he is and the guy has given so much for us like i would respect him I would respect at any given moment where he decided to to, to end it. The, the hero deserves his Valhalla at this point. Honestly, he has given everything to this business to entertain us, to be a pro wrestler. I'm good now. You know what I mean? But it, it's not like Undertaker, keep going. I don't want to see him in matches anymore. Au contraire, if they use him like they did tonight, that's fine. I just worry about the guy. Well, that's what the person meant. Um, we got a super chat saying the Boneyard match, Cena Fiend match is set up for failure. But Jamin Cito Gomez says, I hope Funhouse is just as good. 
I mean, Alex, this has this has set a very high standard, a very oh, yeah. high standard for, and we don't even know if this will be like what we're seeing tomorrow. The thing about this that I loved is that the um, the. I mean, final deletion between between Hardy and and Bray on, on that episode of Raw was interesting. You know, chair of wheels, mower of lawns, and everything like that. Um, uh, that that was that was one thing. But like, if you compare what we saw tonight to the only other thing we have really, which is the House of Horrors match, I mean, this is far and beyond better. Um, but it's still like, like I, I don't know, I don't know if it's actually great. It's just so much better. And so much more creative and so different than everything else we get from WWE that it feels like it's just it's breaking brand new ground when it's like an episode of Lucha Underground. Like it's 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 there's so much here that I love and I love seeing these two guys in this. There was so much about this that I really, really enjoyed. But I don't know if I'm a prisoner of the moment and grading on a curve. And I'll, I'll I'll have to see what they do with Bray, and as you say, now legitimate movie actor John Cena, <laughs> doing a, with hopefully letting Bray have a modicum of creative control in how this Firefly Funhouse match plays out. I I do have faith that it could be just as good as the Boneyard match, if not even better, provided they book it right. Ebenen says, never thought I would see AJ Styles' main event of WrestleMania. Hey, I'm there with you, man, but Vince McMahon has fallen in love with this guy over the last four years. And I guarantee you that he wishes that he had AJ Styles for the 15 years that preceded it. Because it's just one of those guys that he had to see to understand. Even in like like 2010, if he had brought him over in 2010 (laughs) instead of, you know, four or five years later, it still would have been. There are specifically two Little guy gimmicks that Vince McMahon has had a fetish for for a long time. Mighty Mouse and a Pitbull. And he's tried to make both of those work a lot of times. And he he's never found his Mighty Mouse, so to speak. Uh, he thought he did with Neville. He thought he did with a lot of people. He found his Pitbull four years ago. And that's, that's who he stuck with, with AJ Styles. Throwback 27 said, The Boneyard match was done amazingly. Looks like WWE learned from the House of Horrors match. Uh, and he also says, it was funny how Gronk was trying to get the 24-7 title and Owens di- diving off the sign. I want to send a big thank you to Throwback. He is always super generous to us, and we appreciate that so much. And we appreciate all of you that are donating Super Chats. But big thank you to Throwback, who is always very good to us. Super Chats help pay for our podcasters, our writers, our freelancers, all that good stuff. So I want to thank you all so much for that. But let's get into it. There's an Undertaker entrance in the graveyard, but AJ Styles <laughs> pops out. And I just love how his music cues when the, the casket opens. But then we get the return of the Biker Taker, and I'm all for it. Because, Alex, it had to be Biker Taker here. Had to be. Yeah, no, he, he, he can't be. He was Charles be, Bronson. He was, he was Charles Bronson. <laughs> but, I mean, like they, he already did the Biker Taker promo to the camera on yeah. on smackdown he's, he was obviously biker taker even when he showed up for the uh contract signing that actually wasn't a contract signing because as i said they changed what the match was after the contract signing so it needed to be we're, we're owed a contract signing is what i'm saying but but uh i loved all of this like him riding the bike up um metallica playing that was so awesome, and like the cinematic shot from overhead as the, as the bike peels into the cemetery with the s- headlights and the fog. 
God, this is awesome. This when 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 Vince says we make movies, I'm like, no, you don't. Not normally, but tonight proved that you can if you want. So why not do this more often? This was inspired compared mm-hmm. to what you normally throw out there, which is like as we talk about. You don't even figure out a reason why the guy is in the universal title match that you then book him to win. So, like, compare that level of laziness to the level of 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 setting this up, putting it all together, the the, the shots that you have to, like put together with lights and all that stuff. They have a laser light show with with Taker's Taker's logo and flames coming out of the damn like that is so much more intricate and 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 creative with love as opposed to meh 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 meh, which is everything else. So, Undertaker Goldberged himself on the window. And by that, I mean he put <laughs> his hand so through good. it. My wife watched that, and she's like, oh, my God, he's bleeding. And I'm like, this is all Hollywood. Yeah. And she still kind of didn't believe me, but I was like, man, she's been around wrestling a lot. Like, she's worked a couple matches in her days. And I'm like, if it got her, it got somebody else that's just mm-hmm. watching this. But I was like, it's it's not real. AJ gets thrown onto a windshield and gets his ass we- beat before – uh, getting tossed into a grave, and then Gallows and Anderson show up. WrestleMania main eventers, and uh, <laughs> then there's a lot of of druids. And Taker disposes of all of them. AJ pops up, and Taker breaks his finger, which <laughs> AJ's like, "Oh damn it, you broke my finger!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music added a lot to this. Oh, it so mm-hmm. did. I remember. When I was playing Here Comes the Pain with my cousin, and I was like, man, this is the most realistic wrestling game I've seen. He goes, oh, yeah, they play music in the background? Now I can call him up, at, <laughs> at, and he'll say, oh, you had a show with Alex, my boy Alex, huh? And I'll say, hey, by the way, dipshit, they did play music in the back of your favorite wrestler's match. How about it? Yeah. Um, I like my, this. My favorite part about the early part of, this, of, the, of the match was when it, it switched from Taker being in control to AJ being in control. It switched on leaves in the face. Like AJ threw leaves in Taker's face and the leaves were too much. He couldn't bear the leaves. <laughs> yes. That was just excellent. It's so campy. <laughs> AJ Styles calls Taker a broken down old bitch. Warren, were you surprised by, by this use of terminology on this show? Uh, yeah, quite a bit, actually. There, there, But, I mean, look, uh, there's an empty arena. You have to fill it up with something, mm-hmm. even though you're not getting the, the, the reaction. Uh, you know, you can I, – I, I really, really liked the Boneyard match. I thought it was fantastic. I, at this point, if we're going to really scrape into it, they're nitpicks because I really did enjoy it. I love the production. I loved how everything was handled. There was a, there was trash talking, which was essential and necessary, like AJ Styles did. But I thought Undertaker. I, I was listening to Undertaker. I was like Undertaker doesn't have a good trash talk game because all he was everything. All he was saying was like, "All right, you want some? All right, you think you can handle it? Come get some more. You want to get come here, boy." And I'm like, "Dude, I mean, AJ, AJ was calling you bitch, man. And all you can do is yeah, is that all you come got? On, yeah, come on, son. I'm like." Ah. Like I said, it's nitpicky. All right, I, I, I'm this. This didn't completely destroy my my appreciation of of the event because it it, it ruled. It was a lot of fun. I think it works for Undertaker. 
being the old man that doesn't have yep. to say a lot. Like he like Warren, I don't know if you know this, but he's Charles Bronson. So, yeah, so something he gets, <laughs> uh Styles cracks Taker with a shovel and pushes him into the grave, but when Styles gets on his John Deere, Taker appears behind him and he explodes a building. <laughs> then he beats up the whole club on a roof. He threw Gallows off, Tombstone Carl on top of it, and choke slam Styles on a piece of wood. This is where I thought the trash talk kind of picked up. He's like, AJ, yes. what'd you say? You called me old. What's going on? How you doing? Styles apologizes. Please, please don't bury me. Please don't I, bury me. I did like that Taker, Alex, kind of mixed in compliments. He's like, yeah, yes. you're tougher than I thought. Yeah, it's everything I thought. You know, uh, I, I've given a lot of guys a lot of beatings. You're taking this beating pretty well. I thought that was good. I also love, we didn't talk about this, where Gallows and Anderson have their own fleet of druids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, you know what? Uh, when those druids tried to unionize back in 99, <laughs> Taker really should have let them unionize. Because now it's all coming home to roost. And he has to he has to fight through all these guys who used to work for him back in the day. And he, they're still, he still owes them money. And they've come to collect. That's the only thing I could figure out. Oh. I, I loved it. It was fantastic. And he was like, all right, you got us coming on? Come on. And he's like doing the thing where like each each of like, where there's the hero and there's a whole group of foot soldiers around him and they each come at him one at a time. Taker's like, okay, let's do that. One for you, one for you. Here's <laughs> one to your gut. I'm going to pick you up, throw you into the other guy. That was, it's just wonderful. Just a fantastic use of the old aging action star. Like, you tell me Taker doesn't look like basically like what Steven Seagal looks like now doing his action movies where just like one guy comes at him, pa-pow, what, poof, yeah. boom, that's it. Next snap Fantastic. here and there. Yeah. T. Smitty says, I like that Taker and AJ wore street clothes. The best explanation I ever saw for why wrestlers wear street clothes in street fights that are wrestling matches is Elijah Burke on Impact Commentary. He was like, gear is expensive and jeans are a lot cheaper. So that's why you do it. You don't want to torn up by barbed wire and glass and all that stuff. Taker Sparta kicks Styles in the grave and buries him. There's a headstone with Styles' name on it. And Taker rides off. This was just a lot of fun. When we got on the air, we were all we were all a little bit giddy getting on the air. And that's not we cover Wednesdays together. <laughs> and still it's not quite like that. This is a lot of fun. Uh Warren, any final thoughts on this match? Uh, it was fun. It, it it's just it, it's just as simple as that. Like I said, if you really want to get into it, you can get a little nitpicky. But you know, sometimes just the the overall feeling that you get at the end is usually indicative of how things went. I enjoyed this. This was fun. This is this is when I talk about a couple of times when I talk about WWE being a billion dollar corporation with a lot of resources at its fingertips, blah blah yeah. blah, and that I expect them to do better. This is what. This is on the level of what I expect from them. Made me realize when they talked about doing WrestleMania at different locations, I was expecting other matches during the evening to be in different locations. Maybe not as elaborate as what we saw here, but a little more production to them. And I think that perhaps as outside viewers, outside of the, 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 the smart fan bubble, Maybe a lot of fans who were watching this were a little thrown off by the empty arena at some point, and maybe a more produced match within the uh, the the mid card would have broken things up a little bit, sort of make you take you out of the empty environment 
with a little something a little more produced, like, you know, maybe, hey, the Elias and Baron Corbin match could have definitely benefited from a little, uh, uh, a little Hollywood uh, magic. I think it would have broken things up, would have uh, made the event uh, feel, uh, feel a little less empty at times. That said, uh, as an experiment tonight, I think it was pretty good. I liked it. Can't wait for tomorrow. And we're in this unique situation where every single person, not just that's watching, but in the world, outside of like maybe an isolated tribe or something, knows what's going on and why this venue is empty. Like there's every single person knows why nobody is there. So that's, they're very, very lucky. Um, Hannah Moore says, nah, 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 don't look over (laughs) there. I'm here. Your ribs hurt, don't they? <laughs> throwback says, throwback, our, our very generous friend says, if I get hired by Fightful, I just do it for fun. Thank you guys for the show. Hey, we, we will talk because there ain't no amount of money we can pay you that will be enough. Let me tell you, buddy, we appreciate you. Alex, any final thoughts on this match in WrestleMania? Uh, I mean, I, I, I as, as you said, Warren, with a company that has the resources that WWE has, the fact that they don't give us something on this level with more regularity than once ever, like, I mean, they could they could do this, you know, every, a couple of times a year. Like, figure out a way to think. This felt like I was watching the climactic fight scene of a WWE Studios movie. As a, and, they, and they shot it, and they figured out how to put it together in the span of a you know basically a week, ten days or whatever, like they, they they put it together lickety split basically, and it, it came out great. So you can do this. It doesn't have to be when your backs are against the wall and when there's a pandemic forcing you to have empty arena matches. Your alternative is let's do this in a boneyard. You can do this whenever. Yeah. It, please do because it you you can see I haven't seen one person on social media who's like that sucked. I didn't like that. Yeah. I'd much rather have watched AJ Styles versus Undertaker in an empty arena. Like, nobody thinks that. So, like, do this more often. You're going to get more praise from people. And I will be willing to forgive a lot of other things when I get to see something like this on your show. If this is your first time here, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Fightful.com covers wrestling, MMA, and boxing. But if you just want the wrestling stuff, FightfulWrestling.com. We have... Hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews at this point from WWE wrestlers, Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, independent wrestlers. We have a lot of backstage news, like as as much as anybody at this point. Uh, we have a great resources section that keeps you up to date with contracts, injuries, TV ratings, anything that you can think of. We cover at FightfulWrestling.com. FightfulSelect.com is our premium service. That's how you can help. Help us effectively bankroll all these stories we're doing and bankroll shows like this. It really helps us. And I want to thank all of you who chose to be here. I know there's a lot of people that are going live after this show tonight. And I want to thank you all that are here with us. And I hope that you all join us tomorrow night. And if you say, well, gee, Sean, what's on tomorrow night? The true main event, the people's main event. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler is on tomorrow night. Obviously. I can't wait for Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. How about this? 
Liv Morgan versus Natalia, and I'll say this. There are a lot of people backstage in WWE that are very happy that Liv Morgan is getting a match here. I'll have more on that soon. Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. Raw Tag Team Championships. Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley against the Royal Rumble winner Charlotte Flair. WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar defends rather against Drew McIntyre. Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. This is Edge's first singles match in almost a decade. You have a SmackDown Women's Elimination match with, or Women's Championship Elimination match. Bailey, Lacey Evans, Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. And then a Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. You all can find Warren Hayes at youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And at Mr. Warren Hayes on Twitter, you can find Alex at Alex Sour Graps. And you can check out his Raw and SmackDown Sour Graps review on FightfulSelect.com. But thank you all so much, and thank you to our great news team. Thank you to Kyler for doing social media. I appreciate all of you who watch and all of you who made this possible. Until next time, what what, what are you doing, Warren? Or Alex? What? Um, I'm doing my impression of AJ Styles. Oh, my God. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.